subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. All right. ah, there's the man. There's the How's it going? right there. Good, man. How are you? Pretty good, dude. Right on. Thank you for uh, coming to hang out here on the Toddcast in Vancouver, Canada. I guess the, your neck of the woods, man. Local boy, Delta, kicking some ass. Hometown, born and raised. Yeah, kicking yeah. some names, man. It's 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 forever home. That's for sure. Yeah, I bet. yeah. I bet when you when you do come back for visits, it must feel just like you know, man. This is home, like Vancouver. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and there's nothing quite like you know getting off the plane there or whatever. Just the air is just that much fresher. Like it's really hard to <laughs> like it's it's a truth, real tangible thing like when you just when you get up there it's i don't know something about it and where do you live right now then i live in orlando florida so probably couldn't be further away from uh yeah. dc yeah truly hey yeah it's weird you know you go away like you know i've been down to florida myself and then you come back to vancouver and you're like man this is why the city's so fucking amazing because i know you, know, you go, know. go somewhere else and then come back yeah. like, okay maybe vancouver is one of the best in the world yeah, you're not it's kidding the, there for sure. It is the third most expensive. It's getting crazy because I, you know, I still got family back home and friends yeah. and everything, and I just can't believe how in, insane it's getting. Dude, it's nuts, man. Like you, it, yeah. even a million bucks would just, just get you, like I don't know, like an apartment almost at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's wild. It's yeah. wild. We were like doing some research into our like our childhood home in North Delta or whatever. My sister was looking it up. Yeah. And like my parents bought it in, uh, I think like 92 or 93 for like, I don't know, 70,000, $80,000. And it's like <laughs> worth one and a half million now. <laughs> it's like, what? It's yeah. just unreal. It's crazy. Yeah. All right. So Kyle, uh, we're mentioning, you know, obviously you're local, local kid, local boy. Kicking yeah. Ass dude. Uh, you know, you're working your way through ECCW here, of course, in, 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 in BC, um, you're now in AEW, uh, all elite wrestling. Of course you did uh, WWE and NXT. I mm-hmm. uh, went over to, uh, uh, new Japan and did some wrestling over there. Um, I guess right to it for, for the current stuff, like talk about a killer organization to work with, with AEW. Absolutely. Um, coming to AEW is just kind of, because in WWE, I never really had that experience of like being on the main roster or whatever i was in nxt um but i never got called up to raw or smackdown so now with aew it feels like i'm having that main roster experience i'm I'm part of an organization that's on national tv that's selling out arenas all over and we're traveling like i feel like a real wrestler uh and it's it's pretty cool it's it's an amazing group to be a part of and, and everybody there is awesome from the talent to the production staff to the producers and coaches backstage to Tony Khan, the man that owns it himself. Like it's, it's an unreal group to be a part of. And I'm, I'm super stoked about it. So a lot of people wonder like, why did you leave the WWE and NXT? Is that part, is that part of the reason why is because you weren't being moved up to the, to the main? Well, so my contract came up and there was an offer there to remain with the company. I'm not sure what that would have entailed exactly. If it was to stay in NXT um, to move up to the main roster. And I, I knew a lot of their focus was changing and what they were looking for. And I just kind of wanted to explore my options and, and see what else was out there. Um, I had a lot of friends at AEW, guys that I came up with in this business that I that I'd traveled the roads with, that I'd spent tons of time in Japan and Ring of Honor with. And I, you know, put out some feelers and there's interest there as well. And um, you know, it's always best to just bet on yourself and go where your gut's telling you to go and follow the heart, right? So yeah. It just felt like the uh, 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 the right move for me. 
And I'm, I'm happy that I made that choice. Nice. Nice. So talk a little bit about the, the wrestling over in new Japan pro and like, you know, uh, must've been super cool to be on the other side of the freaking yeah. planet doing what you do. Yeah. Getting into wrestling. I, it was always one of my biggest goals was to wrestle in Japan just because they treat it so much like an actual sport, like in the, the newspapers, the next day there's the baseball results and then the wrestling results. Like it's, the wrestlers are revered. They're like real athletes. And I really appreciate that so much because in my opinion, we, we are well, real. You athletes. guys are real athletes. Give me yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a stigma, you know, of course, about pro wrestling, whatever. Uh, we don't need to go down that path because everyone yeah. knows, but, no, no. Uh, but, but working in Japan was awesome. And my style really caters to that as well. A very realistic, hard hitting sort of, uh, I guess you could say MMA hybrid sort of wrestling style. And the Japanese fans really, really enjoy that style and, and they, they get it and they respect it. And uh, yeah, I had a lot of success there and I loved going to Japan. I really am looking forward for that opportunity to happen again. Yeah, nice. Like you were there for a few years, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, I started going there in 2014. Um, and then right up until I got signed by WWE in uh, 2017, I wrapped up there at the Tokyo Dome show. So um, had a good few years there and spent like at one point, I think it was, God, I think it was like maybe, th no, not 30 weeks. Yeah, about 30 week, thirty to 50 weeks a year was over there. So it was a decent amount of time to be, you know, yeah. across the world, like you said. Yeah. And, and so how old were you? Like when, when wrestling first grabbed you, how old were you? Uh, man, so growing up in like during the Attitude Era, you know, I became like an obsessed fan in like 97, 98. And, um, you know, casual, but really not like, you know, ready to dedicate my life to it for any, any, uh, by any means. But so, uh, WWF at the time came to Vancouver. Um, it was a uh, general motors place at the time in 98, they did a big pay-per-view event there, uh, rock bottom. And it was my first live event. And I just remember everything about that experience. My dad took me with a buddy and I remember just walking in the building and walking up the stairs and seeing the ring for the first time. And like the smell of the t-shirt and just the, the feeling and the aura and the atmosphere and seeing, you know, 18,000 people go nuts when Stone Cold's music hit was like, it was kind of a life-changing sort of religious experience for me. And it just captivated me in such a crazy way. And you know how kids are, like they grow out of things, they have fads. And a lot of my friends grew out of wrestling and it wasn't the cool thing, you know, for a long time when I was in high school. But it was just something that I really loved. And, um, you know, I was an athlete in high school, but I was also kind of a theater kid. And I, being, you know it's a natural progression for pro wrestlers, right? It's, it's sports based and it's acting. So it's kind of a, a nice mix of those worlds. And um, yeah, I just, I don't know, decided <clears throat> this is what I was going to do. Yeah. So what, what is that like, is that your first like wrestling memory then that uh, specific event at, at BCRG in place? It's not my first memory. I like, I remember watching, you know, Hulk Hogan stuff way back uh, right. when I was really little and imitating him and stuff and posing, but <laughs> That's definitely the most, like, I don't know, a memory that I always draw back to when I try and remind myself of why, you know, I wanted to do this is to maybe make some other kid have that same feeling that I had that day. And uh, just, I just love to entertain and I, I love the, just the production of wrestling. And it's just such an amazing, beautiful art form. Yeah, totally. And of course you are doing that, dude. Like there's guaranteed there's kids looking at you going like, man, I want to be like Kyle. That's a cool feeling. Like that Hopefully guy. that's true. <laughs> How crazy is that? So uh, like you, you had mentioned Hogan, like growing up, which were the wrestlers that you were kind of like, you know, idolizing beyond Hogan, like Ricky, the dragon. Was it like British bulldogs? Was it? Yeah, I love, I love the British bulldogs and Hogan and macho man. 
And then of course, um, Brett Hart was a huge influence on me. Um, the Hart family in general, you know, Owen as well. And then the undertaker, like he's a guy that like actually put, you know, feet, like I really believed him. Like I know this, this gimmick or whatever you want to call it is ridiculous. This guy is back from the dead, but as a kid, I hook, line and sinker. I was into it and I believed it wholeheartedly. And, uh, he's another one. And then of course, stone cold took my fandom to like the next level. Cause it, he was really kind of just an absolute mega star at that time for sure. me at that age of being a 12 year old and seeing Austin come out and smash beers and, and beat the crap out of the boss. It was the best, right? What a time to be a wrestling fan. Yeah, totally. It's really, it was really pretty cool. So if, if I were to ask you, like, could you nail it down to one career highlight? Could you pick one that I've had so far? Yeah. Oh man. That's a really tough. It's a really tough question. Um, I mean, it was, it was really cool experience to, I've wrestled in a lot of amazing historic venues. And I really, that's something that I've, I think is so cool. The fact that I've, I've wrestled in Madison square garden, uh, Maple leaf gardens, the Royal Albert hall, the Tokyo dome. Like these are some legendary venues where some amazing historical matches have happened and amazing performers have have been and it's just really cool to have a, that small place in history where you know i've, I've been there and i perform there it's, i think that's a really cool thing yeah 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 hard to nail that down to one specific thing though hey <laughs> yeah right i don't know i'd say madison square garden is pretty cool yeah yeah performing uh, there yeah not to get too deep on you kyle but uh what's the long-term goal for you like is there five years from now like where do you see yourself in five years yeah, for me in five years, I will still be with AEW. I, I signed a five-year deal with them. So yeah. um, hopefully by then, you know, champion of the company or, or uh, you know, a several-time tag champion and just just having fun and never losing that love that I have for the business. You know, it's so easy to get kind of jaded and get bitter and beat up in this line of work because you're like sometimes it's, it's just it's such a grind. You're traveling all the time. You're beat up. You're sore. You're not always getting used. And um, I just... You know, I want to um, just be happy with with what I've accomplished and satisfied, and uh, hopefully, just having kick-ass matches because that's really what it's what it's about for me. It's just about getting in the ring, and uh, I think that's where you know Kyle O'Reilly is best suited is just in those ropes and and trying to have a good good match with guys. Yeah, so far so good. So, what do you what do you like better, or or I guess like what are the differences, and how do you approach? like by yourself versus a tag team. Like, yeah, there must be differences, right? Obviously. It has yeah, to totally. Uh, I love them both for different reasons. Like sometimes there's nothing quite like a, a good tag team match is epic. I mean, in like the psychology that you can tell of the good tag team and, and the bad tag team, and they isolate one of the good guys and you control him until you get the big tag to the other guy that's fresh and he whips their he ass. Just like, fucking yeah. Makes yeah. It's such a, it's such like a, you know, I don't want to say it's an archetype of, of pro wrestling, but it kind of is just the standard tag psychology. Yeah. And then in a singles match, it's just, you have so much more of yourself to show and who is this one person, you know, depending on what the story you're trying to tell is uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's epic, you know, it's singles versus tag. It's uh yeah, it's, it's really hard to capture exactly what it is. I mean, Tag team, at least in a tag match, you can kind of catch your breath a little and tag out your partner and at least sit on the apron and kind of catch your breath. And because it's a, it's, it's very physical. It's, it takes its toll on you. Oh, for sure. And, and how much, uh, like as you're wrestling, of course, you know, like the outcome of the match, you, you know, you know who's going to, sure. but as you're wrestling, like how much are you talking to the person that you're wrestling? 
A fair amount. I mean, it depends really on how much you've called in the back, but sometimes what you called in the back doesn't work out, or sometimes the crowd may react differently than what you expected, and you'll have to call an audible and let's do this instead. So there's, it's really, you never know exactly what, what's going to happen. And so many of these, like the biggest matches of my career, you know, the days building up to it the night before, like I'm visualizing everything in my head or what we think is supposed to happen. And almost every time something insane that you would never expect happens <laughs> and you just have to roll with it. And, and that's so much of what wrestling is, you know, it's, 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 it's planned, but it certainly isn't choreographed. You certainly don't know exactly what's going to happen at every minute. And, uh, you know, just like life, it throws you curveballs and you got to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Kyle, let's get outside of uh, wrestling, what you're known for, for a little bit here. Sure. Music in the, in the, in the Greenwood house as a kid growing up, like what are your, what are your parents playing? What are you being into? My parents, oh man, my dad, a uh, big psychedelic prog rock guy. Okay. You know, a lot of Pink Floyd, a lot of Zap. Um, my mom loved Elton John, Rod Stewart, Queen, like a lot of classic rock, you know, uh, played in the household growing up. And so, you know, I, 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 I'm all about that kind of music now as well. I feel like yeah, yeah. You, you listen yeah. to the radio now and so like, here's an oldie and it's like something from the nineties. I'm like, Oh my God, this is, <laughs> I feel like I'm ancient now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was the first concert you went to? Uh, Weird Al Yankovic on tour in uh, Vancouver. I think this is bad hair day tour. <laughs> it was the first show I ever saw. <laughs> uh, uh, then, yeah. The first like big boy concert I saw, I think was probably Metallica. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, a couple, you know, even I heard the, that the Weird Al apparently plays a bunch of like multi-instrumentalist in concert. Oh, it was great. It was great. It was more than a concert. It was a show, you know, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the, the performer of them as well. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Let, let me hit you with one that's really tricky to nail down. And I'm sure it may change if I were to ask you tomorrow, but you're, you're stuck on the deserted island. You need three albums. Oh, this, shoot. This will paint a really good picture of like the music of Kyle yeah riley here so which, which albums do you need let's go um nirvana unplugged for those like melancholy days where it's just you know you're on the island just feel like it's like nothing's going your way yeah um something to kind of pump me up let's go um let's go the black album by metallica is, um is let's go the, master of puppets how about that i was that? gonna say is that their best album no it's not it's not but uh it's just master most, is one i just yeah i'd say master lightning uh probably yeah. my favorite how would, what would you say master yeah yeah you can't go wrong master master. and justice yeah yeah it just there's not enough bass on injustice for me you know i just i missed i missed the cliff albums and yeah i think that the and justice record for me was the one that really grabbed me for those guys like i'd you know i'd heard master and 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 ride the ride the lightning and all that prior yeah yeah once that record i was like what the who the hell are these guys and i went back and actually gave those records a chance and like nice you know, now I'm just freaking huge fan of Metallica. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then a third, I guess I would go, um, let's go David Bowie, Ziggy Stardust. Uh, nice, just because it's dude. such a good record. Like every wow. song just kicks ass on it. And it's just, it's, it's uplifting and it's emotional and it's, it's kind of got it all. I think that's a great choice. Uh, as far as like deaths of musicians where's where did bowie fall in the holy man i'm like kind of bummed out like yeah absolutely that was a big show and then you find out like the story of it and like how much he knew and what he put into that last record and like the weird sort of lyrics and symbolism behind that last video or whatever right there was some weird stuff going on there um just heartbreaking though he was such a he was a 
he was a master. Um, another guy that, you know, kind of grew up on with my parents' influence as well was him. So, yeah. Yeah, man. How about you? Do you got three off the top of your head that you would pick uh, right now? albums. Holy fuck. Nobody's ever twisted it on me. Uh, it would definitely be a metallic album for sure. Probably, probably master. Yeah. Probably, uh, probably a Bob Marley record. Uh, legend, I guess. And uh, probably Zep four or or houses of the holy is a good one too yeah i mean that's another thing like what's the best album from those guys are you a big right. Beatles fan they're like that's the yeah, possible the one. like yeah that is what? a tough one if you could only pick one that would be tough i'd probably mm-hmm. go with sergeant peppers or abby road maybe abby road or sergeant peppers are yeah. my two favorites from them i think uh i think revolver is probably my favorite my kid was my firstborn was born to the revolver album so it's kind of no kidding to get away from that one yeah no kidding that's a that's a tricky one man zeppelin yeah. marley Fuck, uh, can we do four <laughs> <laughs> that's a hard one yeah but then you got it like you got these uh lps and you, nothing to spin them on you're just stuck with the, the, yeah, the yeah. albums <laughs> like damn you it I co- yeah you make a coconut record player like <laughs> what are you uh what are you binge watching lately man uh what did what are we watching um so my wife never watched uh, game of thrones during the first run so we're watching that again and wow. um I don't know if you, you watched Game of Thrones at all, but it was it was amazing oh, yeah. the first time around. Now yeah. that I know everything that's happening, it's still kind of it's pretty nuts. It's Crazy. intense. We're getting you're getting near the end of season three, so things are about to get wild. Yeah, yeah. You got anything good? Uh, right now, I'm watching Merlin. Merlin, it's what's that? Good. Like it's not amazing, but it's pretty good. It's it's a you know it's just a young Merlin. Merlin like the oh shit Cam- Camelot Merlin right with yeah the, yeah the King Arthur Merlin kind of shit. It's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, um just trying to think of like ones that you wouldn't necessarily have heard of of course like all the all the regular ones right like fucking ozark's amazing mm-hmm. um yeah i'm just trying to think oh uh uh what was the one that my buddy introduced me to a little while back love, love death and robots oh i've been checking that out i've seen a couple episodes of that it's weird yeah. right that's yeah, so cool. like it's just standalone episodes right and yeah it's so yeah. i like that. fuck right yeah, yeah. it's very cool you know it's a tough one uh, I, I do love all like the superhero stuff, you know, Daredevil. Sure. Do you catch Flash. the new Batman yet? No, and I heard it's Dude, like sinister it's so and dark sick. and fucking gritty. It's the and best. It's like, I heard it's, it's like, like the best one. It's like, you know, did you ever see the animated series that was in during the 90s, Batman the animated series? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's very similar to that, but like in a good way. Like it's dark and just, I don't know, man. It's It's really cool. Okay. And he's like a detective. It's kind of like a it's like seven or like the Zodiac killer movie, you know, like it's, it's, the same it's very, thing. yeah. It's Do you really say cool. it's like the best Batman movie? I think so. I'm a, I'm a Batman diehard. So I think it's my favorite Batman for sure. Wow. I've seen it a couple times actually. Wow. No kidding. Okay. So, <laughs> so you could say I'm binging that yeah, yeah. <laughs> over and over. D- D- <laughs> binging a movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, DC or, or Marvel? Ah, uh, man. I mean, Marvel's just killed it so hard, obviously. How do you go against them? But th- like DC's making a comeback. I, if it's if they are, then starting with this movie. Hey, the Nolan trilogy for Batman is good too. Uh, this is just such oh, a different take on it. It's really good. Yeah. And even the uh even that uh the Joker that they uh that they, was unreal. Phoenix did, man, was like Yeah. Wow. Just the acting alone was it, unreal. Right. Which is like, something yeah. cool that DC's doing, a little more avant-garde artistic sort of movies, you know, Noari type. 
yeah, yeah like marvel it's kind of okay it's kind of campy and a little bit corny sometimes so a dc's little a little more adult <laughs> and, and it's and it's almost at that like guys come on <laughs> i know right how many times like, you know look into the camera and say oh it sounded better in my head when i said it <laughs> like, <laughs> I know, right? like for me it's like man i'm a huge comic book fan like I, yeah that, that, that monopolized most of my time as a little kid right sure and it's like even as a big fan like that like yeah it's almost we're almost borderline too much almost yeah 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 yeah, Which I just want to see an X X Men make a comeback in a new uh, Wolverine cast. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, that Logan, you've seen Logan, right? Oh, Logan was amazing. Like, yeah, I that's, that that's might be the best, best Marvel movie. Yeah, that's the best Marvel movie for sure. Yeah, yeah. and I've heard yeah. that the that the Batman's the best DC. It's kind um, of Logan esque. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which superpower would you want to have? Oh, you got to fly, right? Got to got to be flying. Come on, teleport, man. Teleport, okay, yeah, yeah, that's true. Teleport, would be pretty cool. <laughs> teleport, teleport just be right there with your <laughs> yeah, cool. like um, oh, what's his nuts in X Men? Um, yeah, Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler, yeah, yeah. Well, you but Nightcrawler could only teleport to where he could see. That's true, and or then, place he's been or whatever, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as far as sports, uh, we we quickly touched on MMA. Are you a big MMA fight fan? Um. I mean, I, I enjoy training, man. I love training jujitsu and kickboxing just because it relates so much to pro wrestling and the style that I like to represent in the ring. I mean, I, w- I, I still I love watching the fights, but I'm not so diehard where I could name all the contenders or the champions right now. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um, obviously, big Canucks fan, or are you? Are, yeah, oh, yeah. Did, or did you Canucks jump over fan, to Florida? Yeah. No, God, no. Uh, yeah, Canucks have broken my heart many times, so it's got to be all in on them now at this point, right? Over. Two cup runs in my lifetime, and just uh, each one more bitter than the next. <laughs> I know, right? What, what, what do you remember most about uh, the 2010? Um, I was living in St. Louis at the time, uh, just dating my girlfriend, soon, uh, which would become my wife. And I was came home for the like the finals or whatever, and just uh, being heartbroken and. Uh, just being, you know, th- that vibe in the city was unreal, that run too, right? Like, as I was at the age where I could be going downtown at the bars, it was just nuts. Yeah. And just heartbreaking too when you see the mess that people made. It's just, that's not cool. I know. And then I remember coming back to St. Louis and people were like, oh, look what the, look what the people in Vancouver did. Well, p- pathetic. I'm like, shut up. Like, yeah. You guys, like, yeah, you guys shoot up each other all the time. Like, it's not that bad in Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, we flip some cars and fucking burn yeah. some garbage and shit. But, like, yeah, I was doing my my radio show, uh, like, right downtown at the lot, right at the library there. And they'd closed off that street. I can't remember the name of the street there. But they had these big-ass screens and shit. And, like, dude, once it got to, like, you know, the Bruins were up, like, 4-2 or whatever it was. Yeah, these water oh. bottles are flying across and shit. I'm like, fuck, I'm not staying here, man. I called my yeah. wife. I'm like, yeah, I'll be yeah. home right after my shift. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the Olympics are a much fonder memory of yeah. uh, you know, the golden goal. That was at least you know positive spin on Vancouver sports. <laughs> was that was uh, Winter Olympics 2010? Yeah, All right, Kyle, I, I want to respect your time, man. I'll ask you a couple more questions and I'll let you go here. Sure, man. Uh, I'm curious, are you are you much of a gambler? Not really. I mean, I, I feel like every time I, I, I uh, go to work, I kind of gamble like my health and my, my life in some respects. Uh, so there are not a lot of extra extracurricular gambling. Yeah. Like I've thrown dice a couple of times and we'll play the slots here and there, but not, not really hardcore. Okay. Okay. Well, this spins into spins nicely into the last question or okay. I guess the last story. I want you to share 
a, a near death story where you're like, holy shit, I could have just died there. Yeah. Um, probably in, God, it was, must've been like 2015 now, but it, either way I was, it was, I was driving home from Chicago. I'd just done a ring of honor show there. And I was driving to where I was staying in a small town in Jacksonville, Illinois, which is maybe like 200 miles south of Chicago. And it was really late. And I was so tired. Like I'd been probably up for like, I'd just gotten back from tour in Japan. I was, I was jet lagged. It was late. I was just driving, just worked a show. Anyways, I'm on this really dark highway. There's no lights or anything. And on the side of the road, like I just see like a, like a coyote. I'm like, Oh, whoa, like a coyote. And it kind of jolted me awake. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of weird. Like, isn't the coyote supposed to represent like an omen or something like that? And I'm thinking this in my head and I'm like, man, I really got like, man, if that thing was crossing the road, that could have been like, could have been bad, whatever. And I was like, I really got to wake up and I'm almost there. Okay. Whatever. Like two minutes later, suddenly, like it was foggy too. Suddenly there's a deer in the middle of the road. And I was like, Whoa, I, you know, I know you're not supposed to slam, but whatever your instincts kick in. So I slammed the brakes and like, I missed the deer. It was a, like a big ass deer too, by like an inch, man. It would have like completely totaled my car. And I like stopped yeah. and it just instantly just started to rain. It was like, it was like a movie, man. It was wild. And I was up, like, I was so tired. I was up for like hours after that. My heart just pumping. I finally got like into bed and I was just like, that was nuts, dude. Like the coyote omen. It was, it was nuts. <laughs> White knuckle in it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Big time. What an interesting Great. question. I ask it only because, like, I mean, I ha I have a ton, and and almost everybody I ask has one. Like, ninety five percent of people are like, "Oh, dude, yeah, did this, did that." Like, lots of uh, lots of driving stories, lots yeah. of drowning stories. Ooh, that's a scary one. I know, right? Like, holy fuck, dude! Like, w w how would you rather die from drowning or burn <sighs> to death? You know, like, oh, yeah, it's rough. Both sound terrible. Like, no thanks, man. But yeah, everybody I ask, man, everybody has one. It's crazy. Yeah, brush with it. But anyway, Kyle, thanks, man, for for taking some time here to join us the podcast in, uh, in your yeah, home, man, Vancouver, Canada. No, it's rad. It's rad getting to chat with you, dude. Um, you used to listen to you on the radio all the freaking time on CFOX. So oh, sweet. It's cool to get to chat and uh, you know put a voice uh, a face to the voice. Right on, man. Well, you're easy to find uh, online at K O R Combat both twitter and instagram you have a ton of people following you as you should and uh i guess we'll see you online thanks so much man great chatting you. the toddcast podcast follow on instagram and twitter at toddcast podcast